Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Welcome to the Become More Pizzeria, where everything is spicy. Scott, you have totally set Carmen up for different openings every time. I'm that, loving that's, that, that's excellent. I so thought Carmen was going to say, welcome to the Become More Pizzeria, where everything is round. I like spicy. So what I is spicy that today? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. We all do. But let's go with spicy. (laughs) You know, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about flexibility in the workplace, about accountability. One of the other pieces that I think kind of gets mixed in here is capacity. This word capacity, Carmen. Oh, my gosh. I'm almost sick and tired of the phrase. I don't have any capacity. I mean, as we go into organization after organization after organization, this is now the phrase, right, that everyone is using. We don't have capacity. We don't have capacity. And I'm like, okay. So how do you know? How do you know if you have capacity or not? That's my big question today. Oh, this is a great question. Here here it is. We're going to make this podcast short and sweet. If you have capacity, you're not working hard enough. (laughs) But everybody thinks they don't have capacity. Oh, okay. Then if you think you don't have capacity, then you're probably doing the wrong things. So just let that sink in for just a minute, okay? So I'm guessing that many listeners heard that. And are mad. (laughs) And were offended, okay? And instantaneously were offended and went to their lizard brain, right? And said, you're wrong. Okay. You're absolutely wrong. You don't understand. And for just a minute. My days are filled with really important things. I am working hard. They are asking too much of me. I mean, you can hear all of this. Okay. Just for a minute. Take a breath and say, okay, I'm going to listen and I'm going to consider. So in the end, you can reject this message, but before you reject it out of hand, okay, think about this for just a minute. Huh. Yesterday, last week, last month, if you really sit down and you think about how you spent your time, how much of that time added value or got to those success statements that we talked about? So if your boss or your organization is very clear this equals success. This is what we need to do. If you really think about how you spent your time during that time period, would you say that was the best use of my time right then? I truly, truly did things and used that time that would have best moved me towards those success statements. And when you look at it and just ask yourself that, now some of that might be because of things that you did. Some of those things might be because of things you felt obligated to do, but I don't think there's a single one of us that would look at our days and say, 
yeah, I used my time as best as I could on that day. Ever. All three of us on this probably would not ever say I used my time the best that it could have been used. And then if you're Scott Bergmeier, he's like, yeah, so how many hours did you waste? Right? Right, because Scott is going to quantify it. And you think about it. Well, it was only 15 minutes. It was only 20 minutes. It was only whatever. Well, believe it or not, those little increments of time add up. Yeah, the the other piece of that, as I look back in my career, it's not about the 15 minutes I spent at the water cooler or the coffee break. I worked freaking hard when I worked in an office every day. And... I look back at the times when I asked my supervisors for help with my workload and got the answer essentially like stop doing the wrong things um and and that I couldn't hear that. I could not hear that and now as a coach when I tell people this it is really hard to hear and understand that we're not talking about wasting time like sharpening too many pencils. We're talking about doing the wrong things, well, spending I'll, time on the wrong things. I'll give you an example. Um, someone that I don't coach with any longer, this particular individual would do their work and then they would check it. All right. Then they would check it again and they would check it again. It was not unusual for this person to actually review their work four times after they quote unquote completed it. Because occasionally, and I do mean occasionally, like once every gazillion times, they would find a small minor error and they wanted everything to be perfect. Well, please understand that in this particular job, perfection was not required. It wasn't part of the success statement. I worked with this individual for a year and we did all sorts of exercises to help them understand, right? Checking four times is not required. And in fact, is the wrong thing. Checking four times meant that there were at least three times that this individual checked the work, that that effort and energy could have been used in something else. This person wanted a promotion. Their boss gave them a promotion because they were working on this. They spent the next year and did not move the needle. And that person no longer works for the organization because of the amount of time that we're putting into what we call wasted excellence. Okay. So Carmen, I love your distinction. I'm not talking about going and talking to your neighbor occasionally. That's part of what we do at work. I'm not talking about, you know, taking a break. You need to take breaks. We're not slave drivers in this, but what we are saying is, are you doing the right thing? When you make a choice, are you making the choice to do something that truly is beneficial and makes a difference in that success statement. And if it doesn't, don't do it. So Scott, you have offended, but since you've offended, you've not said a word. So let's go to the other side of this, right? I told you that was going to be a short and sweet podcast. (laughs) And then you went on and on and on. (laughs) You would say that's wasted excellence, right? Wasted excellence. I'm pretty sure we made the point in the first 30 seconds. And you are right. And there have been times as a leader where, hey, I know that this is going to take an hour. This takes two hours. And if someone is spending three or four, to me, I will absolutely have the conversation that, hey, you know, 
this takes a, this takes two hours. You're spending four. I assume that you're donating two. Ouch. Because to me, it's, I want to drive the point that we, yeah, we need to hit those outcomes. And I know, okay, I do know that it will take people different amount of time than another person. I might be able to do it in an hour. You might be able to do it in 30 minutes. It is in the places where it's excessive or you're you're wasting excellence doing more than is necessary. Right. Or there have been times when I think, oh, I'm channeling my inner father. The time you've taken to complain and whine about the assignment, you could have had it done by now. <laughs> All of our parents used to tell us that. I love that. That is so true. And there are cases where that is true. Oh, it's not fair. I shouldn't have to do this, blah, blah. You know what? Suck it up and just get it done. It could just be done by now. And sometimes you are going to get those kinds of assignments. It's also then looking at what is your body of work and what is important and how do you prioritize it up or down? There is just a reality that there is more tasks and work than there probably is time available to get it done. So so everybody really does have a capacity problem. Well, and I can't say everybody because I have actually met two or three people in the last few months. They have found ways to automate most of their work and their eight-hour day. They don't, they actually don't work. Now, I again think that is asinine. And a capacity problem on the other side. And it's the other side of capacity. I think it's great. They figured out a way to automate it. And I believe as an employee, you have a responsibility to then say, hey, I have figured this out. What else can I do? How else else can I contribute? Because I think that's a whole nother podcast. In the next five years, I think there's going to be great concern for the employees that don't do that. Right. Because they will be underskilled or undervalued, and they will be the individuals that are the first to be removed. Which is a little scary when we think about where things are going. But every, like, if you look over time, this has happened over and over and over and over. Go through these cycles. Yep. Right. As we add technology, people's skill sets, right, are no longer necessary because technology takes care of them. And if we haven't skilled up for the next opportunity, we get left behind. So staying relevant in the world is critically important. So, yeah, I would love to have another podcast on that. And and so, to Carmen, to your question, do I think the vast majority of people do have a capacity challenge? Yes. How they handle that capacity challenge is what I believe is what separates high performers from average from um, below Low performers. And that piece, right? One, don't reject the message outright. Just take a minute as an individual and say, hey, let me look at places. Am I doing more than I need to? Okay. Two, have I found a way to be effective and efficient in the things that I have been given to do? Three, am I whining? Okay. And I'm losing time because I'm spending so much time in BMWing, right? In that particular space, right? And then there's a fourth piece. And this one is interesting. The organization, my boss wants me to go this way. And I'm disagreeing 
And so I'm going a completely different direction, not aligning with what the organization wants and needs. And that's the other place where we actually sometimes see capacity issues is because people are actually running in a different direction, wanting to do something different than what they've been asked to do. And then they're trying to like figure all of that stuff out by adding that in. And if you're not willing to just align, you're going to oftentimes also push that capacity spot in your life because you're fighting a battle that doesn't need to be fought. And I think, Tammy, there's a fifth thing because the majority of people are do have a capacity ceiling. Sure. Then it's about prioritizing. And are you doing the most valuable work for the organization? Not for you, not what you prefer to do. Is it the most valuable work for the organization? And I think this is where people get caught in this capacity trap. Well, I'm out of capacity, so I'm just not going to do that. No, if you're saying that, and that happens to be the most valuable work for the organization, to me, you're forfeiting the right to prioritize your work. And if you're struggling with that prioritization, I hope that you have a boss that you can go have that conversation with. Here's my stuff. Help me understand what's most important. And, you know, I will tell you, every time I've had an employee who came to me and said, hey, I'm struggling, what we usually find out is in their list of 22 things, there's at least a few at the bottom that I don't care about. And that clarity is really helpful. So if you're in that spot and you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't have the capacity, go and ask that question. Here's my list of stuff. Sit down with your boss, talk it through. My guess is there's a bunch of stuff we could just throw right on the garbage pile. And when we do that, that lifts that weight. It gets clarity between you and your boss, and it helps you in that piece to start learning where does the organization want you to go and how can you prioritize your work so that you are bringing your best work to the organization and the work that the organization says, yes, I value that. And that means they're going to value you. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.